welcome back to another episode of Toast and Roast. I am your co-host, Jeff. And as always, I am here with my co-host, Georgie. I'm here. Straight up pumping. Yes, just came back from my first powerlifting comp. You lifted the power in a competition. (laughs) I have the... I got the power. Nice, nice. So what, what was involved? Okay, so a powerlifting comp is a competition where you try and lift the most weight basically like for your for your body weight so obviously if you lift like 100 kilos and you weigh 100 kilos that's not as impressive <laughs> as someone uh, who is 100 kilos and lifts like 200 kilos right because right. obviously they're stronger yeah um, what's what's the ratio for ants again ants, for ants like the ants lifting strength. power yeah forgot to share my screen let's do that quickly yeah so an ant can lift up to five thousand times its own weight well they're just natural power lifters then i suppose yeah they're the og power lifters <laughs> yeah that's that's insane has anyone broken down the science behind why they can do this that's kind of crazy uh, mechanical systems Anyway, so how many people were there? What's what was the setup like? It's okay, just so random gym. Wait, have you ever been? Have you ever been to one, or like, do you know much about like what's no, involved? No, don't lift. Okay, I, so I wasn't part of a... the do you lift, bro? <laughs> era. Yeah, um, part of uh, so the um, the way the competition works, and uh, most competitions are like this. So this one was a a novice one. So for people who are probably new to powerlifting, they're not elite. They haven't been doing this. What makes you an elite powerlifter? I think you compete at like a state level and then you're like tested with the best of the best and you've probably been doing this for like several years at this point. So this is like my, this is my first one. This is at, yeah, like you said, it's at a a gym. So because this was a novice one, it was at like a community gym or like a, a, like a, like a friendly gym. Yeah. And um, they had some sponsors and to sign up and enter, uh, it only cost the, only i'm saying like 60 dollars um for me that's not a lot of money uh and i actually signed up for this i think in january and i'd seen my coaches my p my pt personal trainers other client do a powerlifting competition at the end of last year and i thought that's interesting uh it had been in the back of my mind i was like but I don't want to lift weight in front of people, <laughs> you know, and, and all this stuff going through my gotta head. Gotta have a and then... good weight lift face. Like yeah. you gotta, you gotta really. Can you smile while you lift? You can. Yeah, there's no like, there's no restrict. I'll tell you more about it in a sec. But uh, people sort of bring their personality to it if they Interesting. want. Um, like some people were wearing like bows in their hair. Oh, you know what that reminds me of. Yeah. I think it was in the last Olympics or the like Tokyo Olympics. A lot of people cosplayed while they um while they did powerlifting. Oh, that's amazing! Yeah, like, so... I'm pretty sure there was a one like a one piece powerlifter. Anyways, yeah. So um yeah, I signed up for this back in January because it came up and uh, and I decided I might as well give it a go. It was kind of a combination of. Um, when I had holidays planned, like in the in the years ahead, and uh, when my personal trainer might be away, and also just like 
I might as well just give it a shot. It was kind of like okay timing. Um, and it was after like my New Zealand trip earlier this year. So yeah, after I came back from New Zealand in January, uh, so actually before I went to New Zealand, I did some testing, like strength testing. So essentially the same sort of process that you would do in the powerlifting comp. So in the powerlifting comp, you have three lifts, a squat, a bench press and a deadlift, and you get three attempts at each of those. And with each attempt, you ideally want to get a higher number than your previous attempt yeah. so that you get a number on your board and add to your number on the board and add to your total. And I did that in, before I went to New Zealand. And then when I came back, I pretty much started training for this competition, which involved like reducing my amount of reps uh, in my gym workouts to like five reps, three reps, and, and then down to like two and then one rep. So you pretty yeah. much do like the, the attempts are just like one rep, trying to lift as much weight as you can. And on the day, you kind of adjust those depending on how the day goes. So you might be like, oh, well, that didn't move very well. And I don't think that was good. So I might not try and attempt too much more on my next attempt. Uh, and then there's obviously other lifters there as well. And then you can also bring your friends to like spectate which I did. <laughs> I didn't nice. expect so so many people to come. So like I told my brother because I knew he'd like support me because he's a bit of a gym dude as well. And <laughs> I, I held off for like the longest time before telling my parents. Why? Because <laughs> Nick asked me the same question. He's like, why didn't you just tell your parents? I'm like, I think to me it was kind of like, I didn't want people to make a big deal out of this. Yeah. Like I didn't see it as a, a, too much of like an achievement or a big thing to be doing. I mean, I think a bit differently now now that I'm fucking done. <laughs> but I also think that my parents just don't uh, really like know much about lifting. Yeah. <laughs> my mom was definitely of the um, mindset like this is such a duty thing to do. Yeah. Like lifting weights. And you should she's be very lifting unaware. sandwiches, not <laughs> lifting weights. You should be lifting knives in the kitchen, cooking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my mom is like very traditional and she's probably never even seen like women lift weights. So she has, this is like out of her, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't want to make a big deal with my parents about it. And then I just thought maybe they just didn't care too much. And then I just, by way of like, because my brother... Like, he still is my parents. And I thought, well, they're going to find out through him anyway. So I just casual. I mentioned it as, like, a very casual thing. I was like, by the way, you can come and watch if you want, if you're free. It's totally up to you. (laughs) No pressure at all whatsoever. And I was just like, Brandon's coming. (laughs) And then I think I said something, like, about one of my other friends. I said, this this person's coming as well. And it just so happened that my mom... Uh, who mostly works on the weekends. It happened yeah. to be her weekend off. It's just like, yeah, okay, I'll come. Um, so, nice. yeah. And then Nick was like, Nick was like, can I tell my parents now? Because <laughs> I was like, don't tell your parents. <laughs> I just didn't want people to make a big deal out of it. Just, I wanted to keep it under wraps, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but yeah, ended up like inviting my friend Chris, who was also my boss. And then a bunch of my girlfriends as well. Um, and it was a fun experience. So how did it go? I actually came third in the, in the women's. Um, so with the three attempts, uh, for the squat, I did um, 
the first attempt was uh, 75, which I'd done before. So they usually suggest uh, for your first competition or any competition, paladin competition really, your first attempt should be something pretty easy just to guarantee that you have like a score. Because yes. if you make it too hard, then you're like, oh shit. Gotta, yeah. gotta make it on the board. Yep. And then uh, my second attempt, I did 80 kilos, mm-hmm. which uh, which was pretty easy. I'd done that before in the gym as well. But obviously, it's like a different environment, right? You're, you're li- literally lifting in front of people and shit, which I'll yeah, talk about yeah. in a sec. Uh, and then my third attempt uh, was 85, and I got that and everything, everything was swell. Things that are 85 kilos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just giving people a reference, uh, a baby elephant. <laughs> is 85 between 85 and 100 yeah 100 kilos um a mountain lion apparently the length of 2.4 meters um is also around 85 kilos two water closets um (laughs) wait is that like two toilets is that like a toilet toilet two full toilets wait what flushed through a tank connected to the water closet see Water closet's such a weird term as well. I, I don't found, mind it. Like, I I, yeah, it. I don't mind it, but it's also like, what is in a water closet? Is it like literally just the toilet? Like, anyways. Wait, um, what do you think it is? Because, like, in Europe... It's just outhouse, right? Water closet? It's just the toilet. They have nothing else ha- in it. Does it have to be outside? No, no, it doesn't have to be outside. A term refers to a small, a closed room containing a toilet that's situated within a larger bathroom oh, oh interesting australia does this a lot ish yeah not really not the really. house i grew up in was like this the toilet was just on its own in a small tiny space with just enough for like a little rack yeah. of books in front but it has to be attached to a room with something else in it right so is uh, today the uh, small closed room containing a toilet that's situated within a larger bathroom. So you walk into the bathroom, you see the bathroom, but then there's a door and that door yeah, that, goes yeah. to a toilet. I grew up in a house like that. That's really interesting. Yeah. Um, I know that Australia likes to like make uh, like in laundry rooms, like there's a laundry room and then there's a door yeah. and that goes to a bathroom. Uh, it goes to a toilet, just the toilet. So I guess that's... Um, Within a larger bathroom, so not actually a water closet because it's connected to a laundry room. (laughs) Yeah, in the house I grew up in, we had a separate laundry that was separate from the house. Oh, (laughs) like it was physically attached to the house, but you had to go outside, take a step outside, like like half a meter, (laughs) and then like go into a different door. But so, like, if it was raining, you'd be like, oh, shit, I need to yeah. go. You still need to go outside to go then into the laundry. Uh, and then in the laundry, there also just happened to be a shower and a toilet, which we never, like, used. It's <laughs> really interesting. Um, where I was living in the apartment building, their laundry was, like, inside a little, um, I guess, a shack or, like, a, what do you call them? Um out in the back like like a like a like a uh, not yeah it's out the back Dunny? <laughs> wait what no, is it out the yes. back it's like a little house it's got like corrugated iron roof is it is it like a um oh like a workshop type thing oh my god the word escapes me 
Like a garage. Like, kind but, of like a garage. Because <laughs> the house I grew up in also had that, where it was like the garage, um, it's like, was like the corrugated roof and house stuff. out back. <laughs> Is it about granny flat? No. no, it's not a house house, but it's like a small room, room out back. Anyways, people who know will know. Um, oh, it's like a shed. That's, that's, a shed. that's the word. <laughs> it's just a shed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So... Like, there's a shed, and then there's two laundry, like, top loaders, and that's it. Like, he, he had to actually go out of the, exit the building, then, like, out the back, and then go into the shed, and then do your laundry. It's just horrendous. Wait, this isn't an apartment, right? Yeah, yeah, apartment building. Yeah. Um, 80, wait, wait, 85 kilos um, in uh, pounds. pounds. Sorry, sorry, everybody. Uh, it's 187 pounds. Yeah. For um, context, I weigh 57, like, I weigh 54 54 so, kilos, kilos, which is 119 pounds. Okay. Yeah. Hey, so when I, I weigh 50-ish as well. You've got way more muscle, though. <laughs> yeah, so um, when I came in this morning, they, they first did the weigh-in. Um, I think it came out at, like, 54.2. I was actually contemplating if I should do... If I should take a second shit and hope that I wake up. <laughs> <laughs> I actually woke up at like 4 a.m. this morning. So I was going to wake up at like 5.30. And then I had to be there at like 7. And it was like way out west. So. Wow. Um, had to take, no like, time I had for to that shit. <laughs> yeah. But I woke up at 4. And I was like, shit, I can't go back to sleep. I'm just like blowing around and shit. And then I'll, at like 5, I just gave up. And then I made a coffee. And then I had some eggs. And then. I was just like, I'm just going to get ready to go. Um, nice. I tried to take a nap in the car. <laughs> didn't really work, but I just closed my eyes and like Nick was driving and um, just decided to chill out. Yeah, it's yeah. good. I did uh... take a shit before I left, before I left home. But <laughs> then I was like, oh, like, could I take another shit? <laughs> <laughs> just do it in the car, yeah. in the bag. I feel like I gained 100 <laughs> grams. Like I think I was, I think I was fifty four or fifty four point one in the morning before I like when I woke up before I ate my eggs and had my coffee or whatever. But <laughs> anyway, wow. uh, keg of yeah. beer is apparently around the same weight. Four and a quarter elephant hearts. <laughs> That's a phrase. One elephant heart weighs twenty. Twenty kilos. kilos. Holy my shit. god. Uh, 20 kilos, <laughs> 44 pounds. That's heavy. That is heavy. An elephant heart. Um, washing machine. <laughs> Typical washing machine is 85 yeah. kilos. An hourglass dolphin. And that's seven things that weigh 85 kilos. <laughs> so yeah. you can, you can power lift a little baby elephant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, and then the bench press was next. Um, and that I, I started at 42 and a half kilos was good. Went smoothly. And then, um, so my, my PT was there like pretty much the whole time helping me warm up in the back. Also the, at the back, uh, where, where, like where people are warming up and like, uh, lifting their weights and stuff, it can get pretty intense and chaotic. It's like quite, quite busy. Like everyone, like you've got 20 people there trying to warm up. Is everyone up. just grunting? Like, ah, ah. Not necessarily. <laughs> also the funny, the funny thing is like, I think some people have this like thought that 
grunting is like only something dudes <laughs> do or something. But I've definitely just been like, oh, like when I've like pushed through a really like heavy weight. Shit. And it does kind of, oh yeah, if you take it. No, I know. Wait, wait, why do you need to push so hard? Isn't that like going to give you a hemorrhoid? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Di- uh, subject to diet. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, they, it just reminds just reminds me of this uh, movie, the movie Dodgeball. I don't know if you've seen yeah, it. Yeah, I have. It's yeah. been a while, but that's the, a funny one. Yeah, in the um, there, everyone is at the competition and in the in the uh, changing rooms they're all doing their like warm-up thing and like the japanese are just like slapping their stomachs like with each other's stomachs and um what's the germans are like germans were worshiping a picture of david hasselhoff or something like that they were and they're all just grunting and like (laughs) trying to power up yeah everyone has their own like way of like getting themselves hyped up so like the one the competition i watched at the end of last year like a lot of people had their headphones on and they were listening right up until the moment they got called to lift because you can't be listening to anything when you're lifting because you've got to listen to the commands so like with the squat like they wait for you to unrack the weight and wait for you to settle and then they say squat you do the Uh. squat and you can't just put the the weight back uh straight away you have to wait like you have to finish like the squat, finish the rep, and then they'll say rack. Um, and then they've got like five people around you, mostly dudes, like professional spotters who are like squatting <laughs> and making sure. Like if you fail the weight, like you know they'll they'll help you like lift it off. Wow, um, professional spotters! So... <laughs> is it is it like you know the ball boy at tennis, like professional ball boys or ball Pretty people? Pretty much, right? You think like, oh, that's not much of a job, but then you're like, wait, they do this like professionally, and <laughs> they know what they do. Um, something that's weird that could be professional, but not that weird is um, like jury duty. Um, after we finished it, people were like, hey, can or not even finished be- before we finished it during the during the jury duty period, they were like, hey, can we like can we become professional jurors? <laughs> and like, <laughs> no. they're like, no. Um, I've never been called. Really? Never. You, that's surprising. Bizarre. Either they really hate you or you... <laughs> I have no idea why you wouldn't be called or you're an illegal. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> nah, I just got lucky maybe. One of my uh, friends at work got called for like... I think it was like a 48-week Oh, 48 weeks. That's yep. ridiculous. And... They tried, they were able to get out of it, uh, but it was rather stressful for them because uh, they had travel, they had some travel plan, but a lot of work stuff, uh, they were concerned about it affecting their career because they're a bit younger than me. Um, it's just, mm, I don't know. Would it affect your career? I don't know. I think it was more that uh, indirectly, they might miss out on opportunities at work due to the length or and the amount of time they had to be in in there i guess it and could delay mentally, you a bit like, i think mentally as well they didn't know what the trial was about you don't really find out no you don't find and, out yeah um you could like how it works i don't know if i've talked about it on the podcast but you go in and they basically um so there's two layers in this, in Sydney at least. 
So you you get a notice to come in. Um, you go into the like into the waiting room, and then they call your name. Mm. You could not be called, so you could go in, not be called, and then put on a new case, and then they'll do that process again. But if you do get called, you are then placed in a second room, usually the courtroom, and uh, then they call a, another set of people. So they, and you could also not be called at that set of people. I think like there's more people there than like the twelve they mm. need. So there's like could be like thirty or something. Um, oh right, right, right. Yeah, because um, if you get called, uh, the defendant. The, the lawyers, one of the lawyers, mm. can basically say, I don't want that person. They don't have to explain why they don't want that mm. person. But, like, an elder, there's, like, a middle-aged Asian guy went up, and then they were like, no. And then the guy turned oh, around cool. and walked away. Um, but is this the one you got called yeah, to? Yeah, yeah. So you could also not be called at that stage. <laughs> so there's, like, two different stages at which you could be considered not applicable to the to the um or or not be called up and then there is also a a third round where they'll say if for any reason you cannot um you cannot participate in this trial without bias they'll they'll tell you exactly what it's about and you Um, might be like i know that person i can't do exactly they'll (laughs) list everybody involved and like if you know anybody of these people you cannot be here so raise your hand etc so you can raise your hand and then get excused so there's like three different opportunities not even opportunities one opportunity to exit but two other opportunities where you could basically not be called up yeah. so if you're like for those who may or may not be stressed about not knowing what the case could be and that uh, they'll, they'll let you know and then you can just say look no and they list the reasons. This is the funny part. They list all the reasons that you should leave. And then you just raise your hand. And they'll excuse you. They don't ask you which they one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, so this person, I think what ended up happening was they get they got put on a different case. So they just turned up on the day. But they planned to, if they were chosen, they would maybe say something like, oh, this might affect my mental health or something like to be on this for such a long period of time. Oh, but they didn't want to just be excused. They wanted to uh, at the very least be put on some like a shorter trial cuz Yeah. Yeah. One of the things is if you have um if you have prior like engagements and like travel and stuff like that that like that's one of the reasons you can just say no and then they'll they'll take you off and then they'll put you on a different one that may not conflict with it, but um yeah, it's largely random. So, anyways, forty-eight I... weeks would be an intense, like that would be a crazy case. That would be like, yeah, it made us wonder, like, what, what could it be? Yeah, about mm. like an on, is it an ongoing thing? Is it just mine a whole was, bunch of fraud? <laughs> yeah, mine was twelve weeks. And wow. It I mean, was... So how much time did you have to did, did you actually have to spend in in the courts and stuff? Oh, that's the best part. It's six hours. It's a school. It's basically a school length of a day. It's but nine. But did you do that nine all in three. one? In one day, like over the course of. Yeah, uh, every day, nine to three, and then every like, day for twelve weeks. Yeah, every day. Some days they'll excuse. Yeah. They'll excuse you ahead of time, maybe because they because uh, the judge has to attend to other matters. So they'll excuse you for the day. 
ahead of time so you don't have to go in and you actually have to go to work for that day so you can yeah. pop in i popped into work like maybe two or three times but obviously when was it it was when i first started domain so it would have been uh, i don't know when i started so many jobs ago but yeah <laughs> it was it was at least like six or seven years ago the um so oh feb 2017 so i had just started domain and they, and they were cool with you spending yeah i was like yeah weeks. whatever um so 12 weeks later i came back and like halfway through my probation <laughs> like was this like, i feel like this was just before i actually met you or something probably well the the thing is i spent half my probation in jury duty so i took i did half my probation <laughs> and which is six months I did half my probation and then I went on jury duty and I did basically spent the second half of my probation in jury duty. So how did that affect that if it did at all, your probation? Well, they can't actually kill off my probation because of it. Like I can't have any negative um, effects due to like the jury duty on my job. But I think the most reasonable thing for them to do would have been to extend my probation. Yeah. I don't know if they technically can do that, but... Like, that would have been the way out. Um, but they chose not to. They're like, yeah, it's fine. The Whatever. first two and a half months, like, <laughs> you're pretty solid. Or three months. Nice. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> it, was, it was financial fraud. It Ooh. was kind of embezzlement, kind of not. Um, but, yeah, if you were there for 40, 48 weeks, y- this is some serious shit. Like... Mm. The only reason why this one took 12 weeks was because of how many witness, how many people were involved in this. Yeah. Like he had defrauded, I don't know, one, two, three, four, four, five different couples, uh, five different people. And then they had to bring in uh, material witnesses, people who uh, studied the books, like studied the actual like forensics of the financial forensics of it all. And anyone they could find that was involved on the other end. So allegedly he was funneling money from his uh, clients to... This is pension, pension money, pension type of money, by the way. And super, (laughs) right? So funneling their life savings from the final end of the, the final length of their life into what seemed like a Ponzi scheme. Oh my God, that's actually very bad. Yeah, yeah. So so he was basically selling it as a um, guaranteed 10% return uh, investment. Some of them he told and some of them uh, he allegedly, wow. some of them allegedly he told and uh, like uh, told them about the investment. And mm. and allegedly some of it was not what was technically stolen so he had a check with their money to be deposited and that money did not go to the deposits account um the depositee account so, so what was the outcome of uh, the oh end? guilty yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <And> so, holy <laughs> crap <laughs> so that took 12 weeks because of the number of people involved and they had found um, like the girlfriend of the uh, of the guy who seemed to be like trend like taking the money out of the accounts, and and then right. like it was at the 
at a casino. So the assumption here is that the money was being taken out and then gambled. They right. um, they tried to sell that really hard to make sure, like, well, they, the pers- pers- the prosecutor was like, they took the money and they gambled it away because why else would they take the money out at a casino? But obviously right. that's a trick. That's like, a, yeah. There's no fact to that. Um, so the... So, by the way, I can tell you all of this, but technically and legally, I can't tell you what went into the um, the verdict. I can tell you the verdict. I can tell you what the yeah. case is about, but I can't tell you what we discussed in the room to come up to the come up with the verdict. So, like legally, you can't. Otherwise, yeah, Wait, I don't know you... what the otherwise is. <laughs> right. So you legally Fine. are. What is the word? Forbidden or. Um... Legally, I don't know, restricted from discussing how whatever happened in there. You you can't yeah. discuss outside; it just stays in that. Yeah, yeah. So you can't even talk to like off pod. You can't even talk to anybody. <laughs> yeah, you're also not not allowed to identify anybody that you that's were fair juror with. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. I assumed. Yeah. That. Hmm. So yeah. it's quite interesting. Like we, the, some of the jurors, like we, we actually became kind of friends. So we went out and had <laughs> yeah. meals it was afterwards. Weeks, man. Like, <laughs> we had Wait, do, you, do you happen to keep in touch with any of the like, I, I right can, now, I can neither confirm nor deny that statement. Oh wait, yeah, because wait, because then you identify, yeah, you can't do that, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Wow, I'm a very good juror. Sh- <laughs> uh, you, you know, yeah, we just get you, just get you, like. <laughs> name drop where'd you meet this person oh, yeah <laughs> the um the other thing was that uh we weren't allowed to look at the media which is obvious um because yeah, then you get biased right yeah potentially it, it turns out that at the end afterwards we like i checked the guy out and to see what really happened because you can convict them but you don't know really the outcome of the um of the conviction but um it turns out he was involved in a second case which was way high way higher stakes um so totally separate it's, it's kind of related but it would have totally involved separate. different different jury. different different like yeah he was in a different completely different court case a different jury and everything um what was the amount? I can't remember the amount that that we were uh, we were looking at. It was like two hundred fifty thousand dollars or something mm. like that um, for this case. But like the other case was like upwards one point one point one something million dollars um, was his second case. So he was wow. he was uh, he was in some deep shit. He was he's bankrupt. So convicting Whoa. him doesn't get anybody's money back. Um, ish. Mm. That's like a really. I think that's mm. an issue in the in the system here in Australia is that you can almost get away with most things if you just declare bankruptcy. Um, yeah. Wait, hang on. Why is that specifically Australia though? I don't know. The, the, do you mean that it's not like that in other, s- in other countries? I don't know. Got to do like, what's it called? Community service to like, <laughs> it's to the like only it. way. Yeah. You can't like, I, I read something somewhere where it's sort of like, uh, they shouldn't be, convicted and put into jail if they're if if they're bankrupt and can't send people money back they should they should make them work and yeah. and return the money eventually um so yeah 
anyways so that was uh that's jury duty and i completely enjoyed it i don't know why people don't want to do it and i actually I, I know why people don't want to do it but yeah it's good yeah to be fair i'll let you know if i ever yeah get, you should yeah, but go then i can't but then i can't like tell you any details no but <laughs> yeah I think we need more smart... Like, all the smart people can get out of jury duty, but we need smart people in we jury duty. Because, yeah. <laughs> honestly, the people in my jury were, like, middle-aged housewives, like, they... Uh, and, um, and, and <laughs> Not some stereotyping, guy, some dudes. but also... Yeah, well, the thing is, like, they were they were very much the stereotype. Like, they... Whenever they... Um, well, they, they get paid, right? So they might actually find that better yes. to do than their, their day job yeah they're, they um, might be unemployed even I yeah think. definitely yeah. definitely housewives most of them so like when you get all of those same types of people in a jury they can you can get some really like biased uh like convictions with you know where there's smoke there's fire it's it's a very like common thing hmm. because this guy has 13 like indictments or whatever against him it means he did it that's not yeah. that's not the case um, mm-hmm. But it's you very. You mean they're easy. not like critical thinkers? So yeah, like they so just ha- sort of go, "Oh yeah, he's definitely guilty" because that's the info we have, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So like, it's very easy for the stereotype to fall into something like that. So I think we need more smart people. I mean, I think that's all I can say without actually telling you yeah, yeah. about how I how we came up with the conviction. But yeah, it's easy to come up come up against that like idea from a very traditional mindset i guess um so it's quite amusing um oh yeah let me let me finish rounding out this this yeah yeah Yeah. the comps yeah so uh i was doing bed i can't even remember how i got on this hilarious we'll figure it we'll find out later or i'll find (laughs) out when i look at the transcript be like wow big tangent that's nothing new for us um so with the bench press uh i did 42 and a half um i believe this is where what i was talking about earlier uh, and that was fine. And then I did 47 and a half kilos. Um, sorry, I'm not like real time translating this into pounds. <laughs> Although there, they have a screen, right? And it's got the person's name. Like, yeah, mine's a Georgie Cook. And then it said whatever weight I was attempting. And then it pounds. would have, yeah, it would have the translation in, uh, uh, that's nice. in pounds. So uh, 47 and a half was like fine and then i talked to my pt like at the back and he was like that looked easy i was like yeah yeah and then he went and looked at the video that nick recorded because nick was like watching and recording it yeah and nick was like he told me this later nick said i don't think that was that easy to me it felt okay right but then my pt was like oh man i should have just made you do 50 instead (laughs) like i've uh i've never done being able to bench press 50. Also, the thing with bench press is like, so this is how the commands work, right? You've got to unrack the weight. Um, and Unracking then means to dislodge to the, remove the, weight the weight from, from the, the, uh, the, the rack. support. <laughs> the support. <laughs> yeah, the support rack. <laughs> um, so some people choose to have someone like help them lift it off. Oh. Um, I decided not to. I tried it when I when I was training with, uh, with my PT, but it felt weird and I was already used to just doing it myself. So I just, I just did it myself. Um, and so they go, once you've settled, then they say, um, I think they say start or bench and then you pull the weight to your chest and you actually have to pause there in competition, in powerlifting competition, you have to pause, but it's quite, it's quite quick. It's like half a second. And then they say press and you press the weight up. And then once you've finished the rep, then they say rack and then you put it back. You can't just press it and put it to the rack immediately Uh, because then you're like using momentum to put it. 
to put it back. And so that's where like the kind of, I feel like it's very technical as a lift because mm-hmm. uh, there's like strength required at the bottom, like when you're going to press. So I actually failed the 50 kilos. Like I, I was able to pull it down, but yeah. then I couldn't like, I couldn't push it up. And then, so that's what those spotters, oh, so we're talking about spotters, professional spotters. <laughs> so the spotters lifted it up when they realized I was just like struggling and, and couldn't get it up. So yeah, like I would, I feel like if I didn't have to pause easy, like momentum, just bring it down and push it back up. And so yeah. you see dudes at the gym doing what they call, yeah, this is like a touch and go bench press, pull it to your chest, push it up, pull it up, do it, just keep doing reps. Yeah. But the difficult part is like being strong at the, I guess the bottom of, the press and then now this is interesting because i was talking to chris about this he was like what like he said i assume that's all like pecs and i'm like no you actually have to like stabilize your legs and be Uh, have your feet rooted into the ground as you're lying on the bench so that you can use your leg drive to push the it's a very interesting because i don't have i don't think i have that leg drive like down pat i'm still like practicing it Cause like imagine if you try to do this with your legs just dangling, <laughs> yeah. Like it could be quite difficult. So the legs help you stabilize, but you also push your feet through the floor. Like to I don't bend, e- I don't even know. To bend it's your like an energy. Yeah. I, no, I, you don't bend your back, no, you but it's like back. an energy transfer kind of thing. Interesting. Like your whole body is, I guess, anchored to the ground. Yeah. Like one part through your feet, the other part with your back on the on the bench and then the bench is on the ground and you're using your legs through feet and through the ground to help you push the weight i know this sounds so fucking weird um but yeah and the there are three judges there's one in the middle in front of you and they're doing like the commands and the hand like they're using hand gestures as well so you hear them and you see them like move their hand up and down uh, and then there's two people on the side because you can you see the lift a bit differently from the side. And then they all turn like choose like yeah good or like fail, uh, and you just have to get two out of three okay. um, for the lift to be considered good. Um, so that one was all red for me because I just didn't I couldn't um, I couldn't hit it. Uh, yeah. With with the deadlift, it was quite interesting actually. So the first deadlift I did was ninety kilos. That Jeez. was easy. So the second one, I did 100 kilos, which I've done before in the gym with a little bit of struggle. This time it actually felt easy. And my PT said, let's go for 105. So I have actually lifted 105 before in the gym, but I fucking lost it in my hand. It was just slipping out of my hand and I couldn't like, I couldn't like finish the rep. Uh, But this time I did it, but I got one red light from, from the judge in front. But the other two were, were like, well, white, technically. I don't know why it's not green, but it's fine. <laughs> uh, so the people on the side, they said it was good, but the, the judge in front was just like, no. And this is what I think happened, right? So probably a learning for, like, next time. As I was pulling the weight up off the ground and, like, near the top, one of my nails kind of got caught in my in my leggings because uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's really long. And I think it kind of made it look like I didn't fully, like, lock out and yeah. complete the rep and so that that light was red but it didn't matter because then I, I got it anyway yeah the the whole like um uh technical part where you say you have to like you you, you unrack it then you pull it down you pause and then you push up and then you rack it that yeah like, you have so you have, if, should practice that stuff with you like your coach yeah. or your trainer 
if you do if you do physiotherapy i think but if i can remember correctly like they get you to do weights but then they also get you to do weights slowly and you also have to do weights where you stop at specific at specific parts of like of of flexing and stuff like that and it just reminds you of that where yeah it's it's a whole different kind of um like process and a whole bunch of different muscles to to go from like one look what like one position to another position stop and, and then and then and then change to a different a different position or push a different set of muscles just to yeah pausing yeah. is pausing is harder than doing just like just like using your um just lifting the weight and then like um and crunching your muscle or something like that yeah so there's other exercises that you can do in the gym which the purpose of that is to like have a point of like ten, like tie it's like a time on the tension which stresses the muscle out more and the more you do this obviously blah 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 your muscle gets bigger and stronger or whatever not bigger not, not necessarily bigger but it gets stronger because it's under that stress um and then like yeah focusing on like either the I, I i never remember which way is which but it depends on the muscle or the limb or whatever but the eccentric and the concentric part of the exercise oh, okay yeah so like you could slow like if you're doing a bicep curl and lifting a weight up like you know arm extended to arm like bent like you could like move that weight slowly as it comes in yeah and then you're focusing on that part which um is that the concentric or the eccentric? I, <laughs> I won't bother trying to figure out. Well, or you could slow it down on the way down and then you feel the burn yeah. and all of that stuff. You know what's not yeah. slow? The way we <laughs> end this episode. <laughs> yeah. So you can find us on at Toastrust. You can follow us on fi- at Toastrust Pod on Twitter. No check mark. No check marks here. And you can find our episodes on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, wherever you find your podcasts, and the big deadlift. Big, big deadlift. Um, and there are new episodes every Monday. So see you next see week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.